This is an AMI podcast. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Double Tap. It's Monday, it's the 5th of February 2024. And coming up today, more of your feedback. And we're going to find out what's really causing the delay of the Optima Braille laptop. You're listening to Double Tap, your daily accessible technology show. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. Hey, Sean Priest, how are you today? I am absolutely amazed again, <laughs> once again, by your professionalism, Stephen Scott. Because oh, really? just 10 seconds ago, you were sounding like you were dragged out of bed backwards, uh, kicking and screaming. <laughs> and now you're Mr. Radio. Amazing. I'm doing well, thanks. Absolutely all of that is true. <laughs> um, and, and that's because, you know, I was honestly, I have no idea what's going on today. I just cannot wake up. You know, some days you just cannot wake up. I mean, I am sitting Welcome here. Welcome to Mondays. Yeah. I know, but, but just, just, to give, just to put you in the picture here, I'm sitting in my little studio and I've got the blinds closed, the air conditioning set to Arctic and a blue light <laughs> that is emanating from my uh, LED strip light going around the back of my desk. Do you think any of that is contributing to my mood today? Well, no, that sounds refreshing, if anything. Arctic breeze, blue light, you should be brimming with energy. But um, no, I'm I'm having the same problem. I had a great weekend, slept well, but today I'm struggling, I must admit. But hey, we can turn it round. Yeah, we can. Do you know what I did over the weekend? A couple of things that I really enjoyed over the weekend. One was uh, our dogs had, I say our dog, we only have one dog, Coco the guide dog. Uh, She had a play date. At the weekend. Yeah, that's a weird <laughs> phrase, I must say. I told Sarah that and she just couldn't stop laughing. Yes, a play date. Well, we don't have any friends, so we thought maybe the dog should. And um, yeah, it was, it was. It was so funny because the dogs, uh, so we had these two dogs come over. We've signed up to this website, right? And basically what you can do is you can essentially look after dogs for people if they are away or, you know, the, it's just like a, a community thing. That's a really nice thing because instead of going through the whole thing of having another dog and all the rest of it, although who knows, that might be a thing down the line, but you know, mm. at the moment, it's kind of nice just to have the house full of dogs, but on your terms, right? So you're not sitting there with these dogs thinking, okay, these dogs are chewing all my couch and, you know, all my uh, furniture <laughs> to bits. Isn't this hilariously funny as another leg falls off a table uh, yes. and then think, oh, this is us now for the next three years. No, it's not because it was only a couple of hours and it was fine. But these dogs, honestly, they were so lovely, the weirdest and most hideous looking things, but they were absolutely wonderful. Ah. They're called whippets. Whippets? Oh, greyhounds, yeah. you mean? Grey, well, yeah, but smaller than grey. I, I, I've never actually seen a greyhound, so I don't know. But I always imagine greyhounds to be quite big, quite tall. Well, the buses are, yes. Yeah, thanks. Uh, so <laughs> I was trying I, to be I, international. I this, is you, this is you on top form, I'm seeing. Right, okay. <laughs> I can definitely see, see where you greyhound are today, right? Bus. I've seen it on American I know shows. I greyhound buses, but I didn't bring, invite around a couple of greyhound buses. Well, I'm just saying. I don't oh, know come why. In. Please carry on. Through the garage, preferably. Oh, Mondays um, are hard, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we get these two in, uh, cute as anything. They had so much fun. Four hours. We ended up, all of us, the dogs, myself, my wife, we were all lying on the couch. We were all sleeping. Because, of course, we did that fatal mistake. We made that fatal error. Oh, you gave was- fizzy sweets. No, no, no. That's uh, the opposite, right? It's absolutely be the kids. We wouldn't do that. But no, no, no. We did the opposite. We put the heating on. And, oh, uh, you know, that's it. Forget it. Yeah. yeah. Once you Everyone's get to a certain, sleeping. Certain age, that heating just sends you straight to sleep. We found this radio station. 
the radio station over here called Smooth Radio, and we found I like saw you on Sweet. I know. I was laughing. You you gave a shout out to a radio station because <laughs> you were enjoying it, sleeping. It, so it. they've got this one. It's called Smooth Sleepy Time, and uh, you. <laughs> You put it on and it's playing the most chilled out songs. And I am just lying there, like falling asleep while singing. And of course, that's, this is another problem. I cannot put on radio when I do anything. You know, a lot of people like to have the radio on in the background. I know you like to have the radio on and you like to listen yes. to talk or, or shows or whatever. I, I like music because I can have my screen reader on with it. You know, I've kind of figured out this system in the house where I've got my PC. Well, everything goes through the, my, my little speakers here. But these speakers I've got, uh, Audio Engine A2 plus i think um mm, nice they're very nice very small very small little bookshelf speakers but they they've you know can connect up to a mixing console like i've got it connected to my roadcaster you could connect it to the computer there's a usb you could actually just plug it straight into the computer if you want it's also got bluetooth as well but the cool thing about them is you can hook up something via bluetooth lady a your phone whatever it is and when you connect it up both devices both sources will come through at the same time so if you were connected to your computer, you've got your voiceover going, you've got JAWS going, you could also have Lady A playing at a reduced volume with some oh. music in the background, all coming through the same speakers. Very really nice. nice. I like that feature. Very good. So, yeah. Anyway, so I had that on. Uh, but the problem is I end up singing along. And I get and nothing done. didn't like it. I get it. Oh, they yeah. absolutely didn't like it. Um, they expressed <laughs> that quite vocally, actually. That uh, so, yeah, lovely. we had some fun. Sleepy dog time. That's beautiful. And it's it's almost the uh, grandchildren factor, right? Because, you know, you, yeah, you, you, you have them all the positives and then you just hand them back again and say, now you deal with them. Great. That uh, was lovely. Great weekend. So, yeah, Misty and Sky are always welcome around to visit Coco uh, on their little play dates. Lovely. Don't laugh at play dates. It's, it's a, it's no, a it's serious weird. thing. Coco, Coco will be offended by that. And no, quite no. So. Okay. Weird. Um, What else did I do at the weekend? I also... I have been playing a lot with this Victor Reader, and uh, I found myself on Groups.io. Have oh, yes. Yes, yes. I, it's been going for years. Yes, a great place to find many uh, like-minded people in many different interests. Well, you know me, I'm against like-minded people. Yes, uh, of because, course. You know, I don't want people to agree with me. I want people to debate, but this is not the place for that. This isn't Twitter. Yeah. Um, well. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, okay, there can be a little bit of that on there. But no, it's a really cool place because there's loads of these groups, and I just typed in blind to see what groups were available. There's hundreds of groups. Well, a lot of the organizations in the States, like the AFB and ACB, um, NFB, they have their own local groups on there. Uh, loads of other groups as well for Australian charities and organizations, just people getting together, sharing ideas locally, nationally. And there were some topics as well. And one particular one I was looking at was Victor Reader. So there's one a group called Victor on groups.io. And I just searched for Victor and it came up. And yep. um, that's what it is. It's a group all about the Victor Reader stream because, you know, there's a few things you maybe want to know. The manual doesn't tell you. Or, you know, the eternal question, which is, will we ever get audible support audible. on the Victor Reader stream yes. three? Um doesn't seem to be happening yet. Although well, I did see someone saying whether where this comes from, I don't know. But you know, saying possibly June. We were we were told early in the year it would be Q1. Uh, appearing. Yes, yeah. <laughs> nothing okay. yet. Yeah. We're very patient, but um, patience does run very thin. Don't know point. how long that's going to last, though, right? Because yeah. <laughs> I'm getting a bit annoyed with it. And I've only had the machine two days, <laughs> uh, and I'm starting to think I'd like to be able to because I can easily connect my original, um, I say original, my two earlier version, the stream two. Yeah, and um, I was reminded at the weekend how easy that process is. You know, literally just connect it once you've got Audible sync up and running, 
uh, you sign into your account. I had all that, that set up. It's funny, actually. It's one of those things where I, don't you just love it when you, you search for an app on your computer and you find that you've already not only installed it, you've activated it and you've and logged in it, already. Logged in, yes. Oh, this is so much easier. So it plugged in the Victor Rear Stream 3 just to see what would happen. Nothing. Didn't show up. And it's, it's supposed to show up as a device, but it didn't. But when I plugged in the Stream 2, it showed up. And then basically mm. you know it's connected by the fact that the button will change from download or delete once you download a book. Yeah, and is, this is all legal, by the way. I don't think there's anything dodgy here. This is you downloading <laughs> books from Audible legally. They are protected. That's I'm why sorry. you, you I'm, need I'm gonna, to... Uh, well, hang on, let me tell you first. People you. might not know. No, right, no, but people on. might not know this. So okay. In order for this to work, you have to authenticate the device with Audible first. And once you've authenticated your, in this case, the Stream Gen 2... Uh, there are others you can use, but the Stream Gen 2 is the one I've got, and that's that's the one that a lot of people use for Audible. Once you've authenticated it, what will happen is it will then appear as a device, and then you can copy the books. And you know this because when you go to a book, you can the first button will be download, uh, and then that button changes to delete. But if you've a device connected, it will change to copy to device, and it will instantly just throw it straight onto your stream. So that's how it works. Wow, sounds so easy and intuitive, doesn't it? Hmm. I'm sorry, why can't this be done on device? Connecting it to your computer, you've got to have the authentication software on there, the Audible Sync software on there, copying things across. Surely you should just be able to, when you're setting up a a device like the stream, log in your, to your Audible account and just do it all from there. I, I, I know this isn't like a, a huge amount of work to do this, but it's extra steps I just don't think we need at this time. We're past all this, surely. Well, I agree with you, although I will say it's been hard enough just getting the Stream 3 to be recognised as a device. I mean, that's, that conversation <laughs> still seems to be going. I think the chances of us ever getting an app-like experience on the device itself, I mean, it's possible, but I, I think based on how long possible? we've waited just for authentication. It's preferable uh, for it makes a much better end-user experience. And that not that what it's all about? Why are we well, jumping that's, that's through the first these thing. hoops? Yeah, that's the first thing I've noticed being a UK consumer of this, that there are less content options available on device. If you live in the States, you've got access to NLS Bard, which is the equivalent, I guess, of Sela, uh, the equivalent of Vision Australia's options uh, for their bookstore, uh, RNIB's options in the UK. You know, it basically lets you download the book directly to device. And in the US, in Canada... And in Australia, you can do that. You can easily go into the device, go into the device. In your country, you will find the option. Uh, when you actually, I mean, you can you can see the options actually in the device because it's not unique to a country. It's not region specific. You can see oh. all the options that are listed there. So you can see the Vision Australia catalogue. You can see, but you can't log into them, obviously, unless you have an account in that country. So I can't access NLS Bard or Stila or the Vision Australia. If I had such an option in the UK from RNIB, it would be available. I could log in there. I don't have that. The only option I've got is Bookshare. Now, Bookshare, and this is, is just to be clear, this is so that I can download books, like you're saying, directly to the device from the device rather than connecting it to something else. Because I can go into the RNIB Talking Books site and I can go and download a book from there. Um, I can easily transfer it across to the uh, stream if I want to. I can also talk to Lady A and do that with the RNIB Talking Book skill, which is very good, actually. Very good, very useful. It is, yeah. Um, but, you know, again, if you want to do it on device, you are limited. And the same with, uh, so you've got NLS Bard for books in the States. You've got NFB Newsline, which gives you access to all the newspapers and magazines you can eat. 
Um, and again, you can download them directly. A friend of mine was demoing this for me, and it's so cool. The amount of books, and you know, I, I love all the That's New Yorker and the be. Atlantic and all that. You know, I want to listen to those. Yeah. And you're able to get them in text form. They're read by the text-to-speech on the device. Which is I'd fine. love that from RNIB News Agent. I'd love yeah. that. Yeah. So that's the only issue with it. It seems in the UK you can. It's like the old Apple TV. Remember the first or one of the first generations with the Apple Store, Apple TV, where you, you know in the states they would talk about all the different apps you could get for sports, for watching TV, whatever oh, yeah. it was. And they were really selling it on that. And then we got it here in the UK, and it was like, oh, there's like one app which is Crossy Road, and that was it. I love Crossy Road. I've never played it. But no, you're absolutely right. It just seems like, oh, come on now. Let's just get this sorted. The potential. It's just frustrating to see the potential that's there. And uh, anyway, let's not, let's not bring ourselves down. Everything is absolutely fine. You're still loving the Stream 3, right? I am. I downloaded some books. So my first book, this will surprise you. This, this actually does deserve, I think, one of these. Breaking yeah. News. I think it does. Breaking News. Because I've been downloading, and not only downloaded, but listening to my first book on the stream. It's making me listen to books. Hang on. When you say books, uh, you mean books. But, um, <laughs> I didn't say it like that. <laughs> when Please. you say books, do you books. mean, are, are we talking audio books or are we talking read by the TTS books? Oh, goodness. No, definitely audio books. Oh, uh, goodness, right. no. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I, what was the first book, though? What do you think I've chosen? Oh, um, well, you haven't I mean, no, seen... It's not as if there's much choice, right? So, no, you know... <laughs> guess. Yeah, okay. Yeah, guess um, out of all the millions of books out there, which one I picked? It's going to be, because um, you haven't watched Star Wars yet, so I'm going to say it's Star Wars. <sighs> no, it'll be daft. Harry Potter. Uh, no. Uh, no. What is this obsession? Why, why is every blind person I meet is listening to Harry Potter right now? It's What's the going best on? thing to listen to when you're going to bed. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, sends me asleep wizardy, every time. Wizardy, wizardy, wizardy stuff. Exactly. Okay, is, what was the book exactly. then? Go on, blow uh, my was, mind. Well, I don't know how universal this this guy is. I, I assume he is. I mean, he's a he's a. The interesting with this author, he's got the same eye condition as me, which oh. is not why I chose the book, by the way. Yes, it, it is. just happens to be the case. No. Um, the author is a guy called Richard Osman, who is a comedian, and he's an author, and oh. he uh, wrote a book called The Thursday Murder Club. No and, way. Yes. I bought that for my mother on Mother's Day. <laughs> so that's lovely. I'll connect you. You two could have a, a good that old says talk all. about it. Yeah. <laughs> I love those kind of books, though. I love that kind of book because there's something about, I don't know, it's just something quintessentially quaint oh. about those kind of books. I like that. It's something very kind of like, you know, it, it, it's not threatening. It's just a pleasant... I always imagine... Like, I love... Story time. I love story time stuff, right? So someone's sitting telling you a story. Mm-hmm. And and really, like, the whole thing could be based in a cafe. Like, I love 12 Angry Men. You know that movie, 12 Angry Men? Yes. Uh, where the whole thing is based in one place, and it's just a story that kind of emerges. Out of it. I love that. So, oh, you know, nice. that's my kind of book. So, I believe yeah. it's called Cozy Crime as a category. Cozy Crime. Well, there cozy you go. Crime. I am into Cozy Crime. There you Check are. out the My Life in Book show on AMI-audio. It's fantastic. Well, I tell you, I've also downloaded that podcast because, oh. uh, yeah, I'll be checking because a few there's a few authors that Red has spoken to that I've thought, hmm, I want to go back and, and listen to the conversation about those books because some of them really, really interest me. Some yeah. of the, some of the stories you think, wow, that would be a great book to listen to and great for recommendations. So because well, the thing brother. is, Red does add at the end, right? Yeah, and Richard's brother was on there because he's also an author. And That's right. Played in the group Suede, I believe. Okay, there you lost go. me there. Well, that, was that a go. modern pop duo? Suede. Was it? Yeah, 
yeah, of course. Oh, I, or was it the Verve? Anyway, check out my life in books. Well, well Tell done, where I got Stephen. my tech news from. <laughs> What's the Verge? All right, I get mixed up. <laughs> Feedback. <laughs> <laughs> I love it that you're moving me along. Right? That's brilliant. I think it's okay, time. Thank you. Email. We get email. We get your email, email every day. Every day, Sean. Here's ding your dong. Mail today. Yes. Ding dong, ding dong, ding dong, ding. <laughs> Sorry, I can't help myself. I just feel we could just let that run and run and run and run and run all day long and you'd be quite happy. It's like, remember that uh, Run Rabbit Run? It's like that, remember that? Yeah, it is. I think we should just have a, yeah, a radio station just playing this jingle 24-7 on repeat. Well, uh, these days people will listen to literally anything. I mean, they tune into this, so, you know, absolutely right. Uh, okay, let's get to some uh, emails then. I want to start with one from Alan. Now, he got in touch with us to share his thoughts after getting a hold of the Meta Ray-Ban glasses. Ooh. Mm, quite keen to learn about these. So this is Alan's our review of these. Hey, Stephen. I hope you and Sean Priest are well and you both enjoyed the festive break. I remember just before Christmas, you were talking about getting a pair of the Ray-Ban Meta glasses. I'm also very interested in these and should hopefully get my grubby mitts on a set next week. I downloaded the MetaView app a few weeks ago to see how far I could get without having the glasses to see how the accessibility was in the app. The short answer is not very far, unfortunately. However, I've just seen the notes for the app update and it looks like exciting news. The AI transcription section was in beta and in America only, as far as I knew, but the update notes say they've added a tab for transcription AI in selected countries, which I would imagine includes us. Here are the notes. The MetaView app has a new look and feel throughout, a dynamic home screen for the Ray-Ban Meta Smart Glasses collection and Meta AI transcripts tab in supported countries. I'm really looking forward to trying this out and hopefully they've made it voiceover friendly. I believe you can trigger the image descriptions from Hey Meta in the meantime though and I presume any follow-up question too. I hope you got your pair already and are enjoying them and I look forward to hearing you discuss with Sean Priest what you think. Here's hoping they are the culmination of Be My AI and the Bose frames that they appear to be. Alan. Mm. I thought Alan had got his hands on these. Okay, you're testing the app. That's interesting. How how many times have you done that? I've done that so many times when I'm thinking of... Uh, I'm, last time I did it, actually, was uh, a washing machine, I think. Uh, there's an app available to it. So you think, oh, I'll download the app first to see if mm-hmm. it's even you know a, a possibility of me buying this thing to see how accessible it is. But a lot of these apps make you sign in or create an account first before you can get any further and need to detect the devices on the Wi-Fi network or something like that. So you can't really tell. It's so frustrating. But I'm hoping that Alan's got his hands on these by now and uh, we'll get a follow-up. Yeah, we didn't go down that route, did we? We were kind of talking about it. I certainly was keen. But I, you know, part of me feels... Because it's wrapped inside Meta's world, it doesn't have any access as yet, anyway, to a third-party apps. So you can't connect Ira into it. You can't use the glasses, the camera on the glasses on Ira or Be My Eyes yet. Uh, that kind of put me off because it's a bit like, well, what am I going to do with them? You know, I don't, I don't want it live streamed to Instagram. So you know, what am I going to do with the camera? I agree. And that AI um, trans, oh, I'm trying to think of the word used, AI translation or whatever mm. it is, um, that will, transcription, sorry, AI transcription that will basically do the Be My AI feature. Um, yeah. so, and you can ask it questions, I think, as well. Um, that being geo-locked to the US only currently, as Alan mm. mentioned there. I mean, that's going to be a huge feature. I was waiting for that to roll out to the UK before trying these because they are quite expensive for just using as audio Bluetooth speakers. 
um, sunglasses because I'm not going to use the, you know, let's stream live on Facebook using the um, camera or anything. And as you said, so far, no third party apps from an accessibility point of view, but still very, um, I'm very interested in these. But the bit I don't understand is, can you connect these up to the phone and use them like Bose glasses? Or is the, the sound only coming through from the meta apps? This is no, I don't understand. No. Yeah, no, I know. Well, I mean, I'm assuming here, but it makes no sense that they would lock it down that far. These, I would assume that these are just Bluetooth audio from that perspective. So you could listen to um, voiceover and anything else coming out of your phone. It would connect directly. I mean, I'm not 100% on that, but it would seem incredibly strange if they went the other way and you can only listen to audio out of the Meta yeah. app. I mean, in, in a way that you, you'll never get that answer from Meta. These are the questions you never get answered from mainstream companies because they don't know. If you called up a support team and you got someone on the phone and said, hey, can, can I get a voiceover through this? I'm like, what are you talking about? You don't even know what it is. You know, so yeah, you, but you, you can use them just as a, are they, you know, recognised as just a, a Bluetooth speaker or Bluetooth headphones inside there's always, there's always one of us that have to jump first, isn't there? There's always one there of is. us that have to jump. And then that person is surrounded by <laughs> people like us going, can do that? right, can tell do me that? everything. <laughs> Well, of course, the, uh, Mr. Fischler from That Real Blind Tech Show podcast has purchased Mr. a pair. F. Yes, not the that other one. Mr. F. Uh -huh. um, we'll have to chase him up on that, see how he's getting on with them. Well, no, I got an email from Brian about this. I, I think the phrase unhappy or the word unhappy seems appropriate. Oh, yeah. We don't want an unhappy Brian on the show. That's, that's for sure. No. The beat wow. machine would run out. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, we'll be interested. Let us know how you get on, Alan. I'd love to hear more about this if you got a hold of them, because uh, obviously you sent that email in a while ago. So let's uh, get an update on that from you, if you don't mind, because I think we'd all love to know what the deal is uh, and what you can do with them. Can you get voiceover through them? What can you get out of them? I'd really, I'd love to know. Um, okay, so let's move on to uh, Frank, who's got some Lady A woes to share. Hi, all. What is going on with Lady A? I listen to music and podcasts. In the past, I have been able to pause or stop both the podcast and the music, and when I've gone back to them even after a few hours, they have both started where I left off. Now, for some reason, Lady A has decided to start the podcast or music at the beginning, meaning I either have to ask her to go to the next track, and in some cases do this about six or seven times until I find the track I want, or in the case of a podcast, keep moving through the show minute by minute. I have not changed any settings. The only thing I have done is unplug Lady A and after a few minutes plug her in again and wait until she is ready to start again. I have another question regarding the iPhone 14. I recently bought one and am now slowly finding my way around. I have tried to set a sound for emails but to no avail. My daughter, who also has an iPhone 14 but does not use any accessibility settings as she has full sight, tells me she cannot set a sound for emails. Is this a trait of the iPhone, or are we both doing something wrong? Regards, Frank. Hmm. Okay. Email alerts. Now, I know that Outlook, mm. for example, has its own alert sounds built from the app, I guess, but you can't change them. Um, I know you get different alerts in sounds, right? You can change different alerts. Can you specify mail? I think you can, can you? I think so. Um... So I'm going to do this off the top of my head, but I have set my notification tone for emails. And the way I did it was to go into the settings app, then notifications, then swipe through the long list of apps there until I hit mail and double tap. And then as you swipe through there, I believe there's a button called customize notifications or maybe just customize. Double tap on that. 
And then um, there are options for each email account that you have. So I've got one for DoubleTap, obviously, and then I've got one for my own personal Outlook email account. And I can tap on either of those, and in there, I can choose an alert tone for each notification for that specific account. And I have got a custom one on here. I think it says you've got an email for my work one. Um, so it's there, the option to do it. Now, whether that sticks or not is a different matter because I've noticed it's the same with ringtones sometimes. I can choose a specific ringtone and sometimes it goes back or reverts to the other one or the older one. So yeah, not entirely sure of the problems you're having there, but that is off the top of my head um, how I set mine. So you should be able to. And when it comes to the smart speakers, yeah, it's just sometimes they play up, sometimes they behave, sometimes they don't. You've restarted, which is the answer to most problems. I can say that I am able to pause and stop uh, music and then resume it without it playing from the start again. So I would check your Wi-Fi or internet connection. That's usually the biggest issue that these smart speakers have is that they are an unstable internet connection. Uh, restart your router. and re Basically, it's the old thing. Turn it off, turn it on again. But other than that, I really don't know. Sean Priest, you are a star. Thank you, you. Tell me on this show sometimes, I have no idea. Uh, listen, let's move on because I want to thank you, Frank, for that email. We'll definitely get into more uh, of these comments and emails as uh, the week goes on. Uh, up next, though, we're going to be joined by Adi Kushner to tell us all about uh, delays to the Optima Braille laptop and some serious reasons why those delays are happening. That's next. Follow Double Tap on social media at Double Tap On Air and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts and email us feedback at doubletaponair.com. We'll be right back. Call the Double Tappers now, 1-877-803-4567 or email us feedback at doubletaponair.com. Now, we've been telling you over the past year or so about the Orbit Speak. We're all very excited about this coming out because it's like the original Braille and Speak is coming back. And I'm like, ooh, that's really exciting. Uh, Orbit Research announced the Orbit Speak. Uh, now, was it 2022 they announced this or 2023? I always get mixed up with which one it was. Yeah, a while ago. It was a like while that. ago, right? It feels, yes. it feels probably longer than it was. I don't know. But anyway, the point is it was announced and then everything went very quiet. And now we're hearing it's likely to be April or May or maybe later in the year for the Orbit Speak. We haven't really got a definite date yet of when this thing will be launched. Uh, there's talk of it maybe arriving around CSUN, which would make sense. Um, maybe even before that, it was announced at CSUN, so maybe it would make sense for it to appear at CSUN. But uh, also, the, another product that's been delayed in the call was the Optima Braille laptop. Now, I, I imagine there was probably a lot of sighs in the room when people were hearing delays again. But with the Optima Braille laptop, there's a rather different reason as to why this particular product has been delayed. And unfortunately, it is when the new world and blind tech world collide. Adi Kushner is from Access Mind, and I got the chance to speak to him recently to find out what's been going on. Thanks for having me again. Uh, first of all, um, thank you f to all the people who have, who have been supporting this project. I received a lot of great feedback and we've continued improving things based on that feedback. We'll touch that also, I believe. But actually, the reason why the Optima is uh, delayed at this point, not related to Orbit Research directly. On October 7th, a huge uh, 
event happened uh, in the country I live in, which is the country of Israel. And I'm, I'm born here and I live here. And a huge event happened that practically changed our lives, I believe, forever. But uh, when it comes to this particular project, it delayed things quite for quite a while, uh, simply because we all of a sudden we could not work. Um, for example, I was uh, in protected spaces all the time since the start of this um, terrible event. Uh, some people call it a war, some people call it a conflict, whatever. But um, I was, you know, you saw me in a few conferences. I was able to escape to Site Village in London in November to have a bit of a break. But work and life stopped. And only now it's sort of starting to, to recover. And, you know, I don't want to get into political things here. Of course, this is not uh, the show for that. And I'm not a political person myself. Um, but the reality is that, you know, it, the thing that's important for me the most is honesty with people. And I cannot lie and tell you, oh, guys, you know, it has been delayed because of, you know, uh, X, Y reason while it's not when it's not the actual reason. So the main reason that impacted this is my inability to work and function at all during this time, starting from October 7th and going forward. Are you and your family, are they okay? Yeah, so we, the area we live in has been attacked uh, quite seriously a few times. Uh, we had to accommodate, we had to move to spaces with, you know, protective shelters. I'm actually now speaking from a shelter, which is ad adapted to be my office, um, which is a strange thing, but uh, we had to do it. And my family have been called to serve in the army and stuff like that. But so far, everybody, thankfully, is safe. But the situation is, um, is terrible, <laughs> to say the least. Um, mm. This also blocked connections to the outside world, things like flights, many places I needed to go to to finalize things I cannot reach. Um, now I hope I'll be able to, but this was impossible and everything was, you know, isolated and scary at the same time. Uh, blind, uh, living as a blind person under war in general is not a pleasant experience. But, uh, yeah, now we need to get stronger and go back to business, I guess. I mean, when that day happened and, you know, I know we're not a political show, but, you know, let's just call it for what it was. It was a terrorist attack exactly. on Israel yes. and, and, and on Israeli people. Correct, correct, correct. What, what, where were you at the time? What was what was happening with you? Were you at uh, work? This was a Saturday morning. I was after a very long work night sleeping when the craziness started. So it woke me up. I was actually woken up by an instant siren, an instant critical alert of rockets falling on my house. <laughs> That's how mm. it was. That's how it was. And at first we did not understand. We thought it's a usual incident, but quickly we realized that it wasn't. wasn't. Also, many blind people suffered from this. Uh, terrorists broke to blind people's houses here, physically, in the south of the country, and they stole equipment, and they injured the people. I had to donate a lot of assistive technology equipment for blind people during, the, during these three months. 
So everything kind of, you know, stopped and moved to different proportions. Um, we, I was actually supposed to travel to the area in which we produce the Optima to visit and to check things and to work with the teams and so on. And so far, I still haven't been able to do that. Uh, so yeah, sometimes, you know, you plan big and life shows you, life puts you in different proportions than what you expect. When the conflict began, this is not something that would ever come to mind. You would never think about, you know, in our, in our world in blind world where we are talking about, you know, especially in this, on the show and, and the people who listen to the show, we live in the tech world where we're all interested yes. in latest tech and yes. trends and Me too. we all want the latest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we all want the, the, the latest and greatest thing. And the Optima Braille laptop, you know, as, as you well know, I've been jumping up and down <laughs> since I heard about it thinking, oh, when is this coming? This is going to be great. And you would never connect the dots on, on that at all because why would you, you know, but that's, that's the real world now. And that, that seems to be the real world we're, we're living in. That's the real world. I was not, you know, there have been a lot of tech events during this last period, even like CES. Yes, I was not even following CES mm. coverage, which is unusual for me. Like things, things really took a different, uh, different direction. I mean, it also comes to the small things. For example, I have CSUN coming up in March and usually I'm doing my travels alone. This time for security reasons, I'm not. Somebody is coming to accompany me due to the various, um, uh, Issues that we, you know, Jewish people right now suffer from around the world just for safety purposes. I'm afraid to travel alone for now. And can I ask you, uh, is, has, that, is that because of the fact being blind, you're unaware of who's around you? So therefore there's that, that physical uh, presence I'm aspect. More vulnerable. Or, I'm more vulnerable yeah. than, I mean, attacks are happening against people like me anyways. Yeah. And I'm, you know, when you're blind, you're more vulnerable. And also... Uh, the flights have changed. Everything have changed. For example, if previously I was traveling to the US, let, let's say via connecting flight via London for a reasonable rate. Now everything is mostly non-stop direct, which is also financially expensive, mm. but we do it for security purposes. We, we are afraid. I mean, this will relax, I believe eventually, but, but for now it is what it is. But, um, We'll have some positive news to share too, so don't be all disappointed. <laughs> I mean, uh, we'll, we'll we'll talk about some positive things as well soon. I hope. Well, is that, is that what's maybe in some respects keeping you going a little bit? Is the fact that there are positive things, you know, even within the country? Perhaps it, it may not feel that way at the moment, but you know, in your own world, perhaps there's there's something. Because I guess we all have to try and keep our spirits up somehow, right? Actually, yes. Even before the war, and uh, especially now after it my work is what holds me uh what keeps me going in life in general the i see this assistive technology work not as a pure business um thing that i'm doing although i should focus on that as well to earn some money at the end uh <laughs> there are better people than me that do business but i see it as a personal uh mission that's my life that's what it's based on and um even before the war. So especially after, actually, yes, the, the the fact that I'm still able to do little things keeps me going personally. Talk to me if you yeah. can about, about where you are, because you say you're in a protected space. And I imagine there's many people like me sitting wondering what that means. I'm sitting here in my front room, yeah. essentially upstairs in my little home office. I've got the window open. 
I'm sitting here, you know, the sun is streaming in today, although we are in the middle of a, a storm. So, you know, it's kind of going between yes. rain and, and yes. sunshine every five minutes. Yes. But, you know, I'm sitting here in this situation and, you know, I, I although the weather was, was terrifying to some degree, that that's about the only threat I have in front of me right now, whereas that's not the case for you. So, so explain to me where you are, uh, as much as you can tell us about the protected space and what that means. We, we can. For us, it's usual. So we have several types of protected spaces. We have underground shelters. We have uh, places that don't have any protected space at all. So then if you're attacked, you essentially have to either lie down on the floor, put your he- uh, hands up above your head and pray or hide in the stair in the stairs or something like that if your building has them. But luckily now I found an apartment which has what's called a shelter room, a protected room, which basically means that one of the rooms, which looks like a bedroom, is built specifically to survive missiles. So the walls are very thick walls with special material against um, these attacks. We have a special iron window in the room. So right now I'm sitting in a room which looks like a typical room, but with very thick walls and my window is closed. There is a window from a very strong uh, iron. And then after you close that, there is a glass window from a very strong glass that you close on top of it. And it has all kinds of, you know, wireless transmission anti-wireless transmission material also and stuff like that and basically I adapted this place to be my office now so I can start returning to normal operation because up until actually up until last week it was kind of impossible to do uh, because I would have we had to hide all the time in different areas but now thankfully we have a place which is uh, both protected and allows me to work as long as I'm in my apartment at least I think when you say that up until last week it was impossible because you had to hide, I think that there's some people who might feel, and I would have thought this just naively, that after the attack on October 7th, that that horrendous attack, that, that following that, of course, there was then Israel's response to that. and Which still uh, continues, which continues today, unfortunately. Yes. And <laughs> then, of course, there would be retaliation attacks for that. But... Naively, in my mind, I think about that Iron Dome weapon defense system that Israel has. And I think, well, I suppose at least in, you know, in some respects for you in Israel, you've got a little bit of security in that. But, but I'm, I'm guessing that's not infallible. No, uh, sometimes it fails. We had rockets fallen very close, actually, to my house, for instance, to my building, which, you know, uh, luckily no one got injured but it um it happens it happens there is no 100 percent success rate but uh, you know when the thing started in ukraine like two years ago i was really understanding everybody especially the blind people there because we are so used to this i mean now it just happens on a bigger scale um, but, uh, we live through this all the time. When I was in the UK in November, I, after Site Village, I spent a few days, I went to New College in Worcester and I went to other places. And on Saturday, before I flew back to Israel, I saw a huge 
anti-Israel protest on the main streets of the city. And this was, you know, very, very scary because people violently protest against you and you are walking on the street, especially as a blind person with no idea of what's going on. This is, I never experienced something like this before, but, uh, you know, so it, so it happens everywhere. Um, now, which this is, I guess, the biggest change compared to what it was before. Previously, it was only internally seen. But, um, you know, we will get out of this, I believe. At the end, wars don't benefit anyone. Both sides suffer. People on both sides are suffering. It, it, it doesn't solve any problem. Okay, let's talk about the Optima. Exactly. Yeah, let's let's, let's, uh, let's, let's go to more, more positive, more positive topics. topics. So... Yeah. Um, actually, we're now looking like orbit, like Venkatesh announced on the orbit research call at Q3 um, of the year. I hope that this will be a reality. I, again, I am still not fully operational. Things are only slowly, slowly starting to move now. And um, especially because I'm from Israel, I also have, you know, sometimes when you reach out to people that you work with, uh, unfortunately, because of the political situation, some of them, you know, don't want to cooperate. But uh, luckily, Venkatesh is an amazing person and uh, we're doing this hand in hand and I believe that we'll get through this. So actually, a few things are happening on the positive side. Uh, software development has progressed quite significantly. And in the next few days, um, we'll be posting an invitation email on various blindness um, related uh, email lists for joining our private beta testing team for the software. This will allow you to perfect um, the device in terms of the way that it will operate in terms of the user experience. You'll be able to test the software with your own existing equipment. Mm -hmm. um, so this includes our things like our TTS component, our um, Braille editor application, which is now in, uh, which is almost complete now. And um, various other things, all of the sort of dedicated Braille apps uh, thing that we're doing. Uh, so, uh, we'll be, uh, also, you know, giving this group, uh, some benefits like participating in monthly uh, test meetings. You're essentially going to take a big part in the decision-making of what, what the product will look and will look and feel like, uh, except the hardware for the hardware. Unfortunately, we have a smaller group of testers who, that will start testing, uh, later this year, we hope ASAP, but at least with the software we'll be going, um, in a broader scope to have, uh, it will also be a small focus group, but at least it will allow more people to join at CSUN or after a little bit after CSUN, we're looking at public beta, actually, public availability and public beta of uh, probably our Braille editor application, uh, which will be available for uh, Windows as a standalone piece of software as well. So this would allow anyone who wants to get feedback to provide feedback. And um, the apps will be on sale at affordable prices even before the device itself so that people can already take advantage of them and give us you know feedback um and use them hopefully 
enjoying to do so. Um, so that's about the software. So be ready for that. Also, we'll start generic access mind user calls where we will keep everyone posted maybe on a two month basis for now uh, about everything that's going on behind the scenes. What are we thinking about? We'll let people ask questions, etc., etc. It's important for me personally to have the community involved as much as I can. I was planning to start this in October, but mm. I, I was, I got shut down. Yeah. So now uh, better than never. So this will be also starting to happen during the week of, uh, during the first weeks of February. And um, at CSUN, we have a presentation which will be showing our progress. So the, the device is coming. I don't want anyone to think that we, you know, left everybody in the dust and the project is dead. It's not dead by any means. We have a good support system. We have uh, you as the users who really uh, helped us to perfect the formula on it. So things are hard at work, but even now when we're starting to be back uh, to operation from my side, from the access mind side, um, things will be a little bit rough because of the situation. So if you, you reach to me and I'm not responding to an email for a few days, please um, bear with me and understand. But uh, slowly things are uh, going back to where they should be. So I hope that the delay will be as minimal as possible. Believe me that I'm the first person that wants to get this out the door. And no, not because I'm going to be a millionaire after releasing it, because that's not going to happen. Yeah, you don't get it's, into this business if you want to be a millionaire, <laughs> that's for sure. No, no, no. <laughs> this is purely my personal uh, mission to accomplish. And um, I am so happy to see the community uh, joining me on this uh, project. We have been also working with Vispero and um, to uh, integrate uh, native JAWS support out of the box to the device and uh, also with the folks at um, NV Access and um, we will essentially do our own screen reader enhancements uh, to NVDA, which will come built in, pre-installed, and we'll also have an option to use um, JAWS with your own purchase license and all of this will be working out of the box smoothly without any uh, config, any effort needed on uh, the user's end. Uh, people who will join the private beta team will also be able to help perfect these screen reader enhancements as, as well. And I'm sure that um, this will be a positive, this will have a positive impact. Yeah, it's incredible work you're doing and amongst everything else. I mean, the fact you're able to get back to this, in some ways, perhaps it's a it's a welcome distraction in some ways, uh, or at least maybe you would like it to be. Um, but I, I think, you know, you've been very honest about this. I love the idea of the software beta because that's so clever because it allows people, more people to get involved right away. You're not having to ship hardware around. You're not having to wait for that hardware to be produced and then produce a whole bunch of it in order to, you know, at zero cost, essentially, or no, or, or zero uh, income. You know, yeah, that, that's it, the problem, right? You, you want to make sure everything works, but you know, you've got there's limited resources here. I believe that nothing that is done 
uh, for the community should be down without should be done without the community, especially in our um, circle. In you know, many products are developed for us by other people and not by us directly. And this is a bold direction that I want to change. Just so you know that our CTO, Chief Technical Officer, and our lead developer are completely blind. So everything is designed from the ground up in the way we want it to be. And um, this is the, the direction that I want to pursue in the future. So I will never release a piece of software or anything related to the product before it passed the hands of people we can trust in internal beta testing cycles as well as external wherever is possible. And this is why this contact with the community is number one for me. And um, you'll be seeing uh, some of it during February. Okay. Well, um, we look forward to hearing more. Do come back, as I know you will. Um, Come back and tell us more once you know more. In the meantime, though, I just want to say, first off, thank you for coming on and being so open about all of this. And also, I just want to wish you and your family all the best. And, and, you know, please just stay safe as much as you can. Thank you. Thank you for having me again. Thank you for keeping the interest going. And, you know, I'm as disappointed as every one of you when I'm announcing a delay of this type. But at the same time, honesty is the highest thing for me. Adi, thanks so much for coming back on. Stay safe, my friend. That was Adi Kushner. I was talking to him uh, recently um, from Israel, uh, from that protected space. And honestly, what an, what an enlightening story, because there's so much of this that you hear about in the news and you you learn about, but you don't really hear it from that individual perspective. And, and especially from, from Adi's perspective, as someone who's blind, you know, the way he now has to consider how he travels, where he goes, all these things that you just don't even think about. Things we take for granted, Sean. We talk about going here, there, everywhere, and we... Exactly. You know, like, oh, going to Vienna, oh, that's going to be terrifying. Yeah, well, you know what? It's, it's going to be terrifying for other people for very different reasons. And yeah. it's, it's just, uh, it's unbelievable. It really is, but... Uh, you picked up on something there that I was going to say, and I don't want to be, I don't want to sound flippant or anything, but so often we hear these stories in the news and you go, oh, that's terrible, and then you just move on. Mm-hmm. But it's not until you talk to someone like Addy there who's living through it, Wow. I mean, something stood out for me there where he said, you know, I woke up to sirens uh, of a critical attack. And he said, but I thought it was just the usual. And you can't, you can't even imagine that. Like you said, we're sat yeah. in our homes, not having to worry about anything. And he's worried about things like that. Uh, people live in such different circumstances. It's absolutely amazing. It's a sobering uh, talk with Addy there. And, as yeah, and I, wasn't said, being, I wasn't being flippant about the wind. I mean, I'm literally the biggest threat to my, my life at the moment. No, is exactly. Wind. Yeah. You know, yeah. last night I'm lying in bed and, you know, the wind is rattling the roof and I'm thinking, oh my goodness, the roof. That's, that's it. That's the height of my concern. Yes, but and we don't have safe rooms built, especially built into our homes because of, yeah. you know, possible attacks. It's absolutely amazing. Of course, it's disappointing news, but as you said, I think... Uh, the honesty is what we need, so we know what's happening. And of course, it's completely understandable, as he said oh, there. Yeah, people yeah, people are suffering on both sides when it comes to a conflict. So, yeah, like you said, just wish him all the best. Yeah, I mean, look, there are, there are things bigger in the world than yes, a Braille laptop. I mean, as much as a Braille laptop would be a lovely thing, um, that's exactly what it would be, a lovely thing. 
It is a want. It is not a need. <laughs> yes. And it will happen. I've got all confidence that Addy will make this happen. Amazing person. I've got all confidence that this will happen. If, if, if anyone can do it, Addy can. I love as well that he continually talks about the need for blind people to be at the heart of the development. And I agree with this. I think that there's, a, there's almost a sense sometimes of this, this debate kind of, it goes between the, what I call the ideal and then the reality. The ideal is that all blind people are involved in creating and developing software, but then the, the reality seems to be that it's just a bunch of sighted people also just get in the room and say, it's okay, we'll just do it. And mm-hmm. I think the problem there is because there are so few of us in employment, there are so few of us in the environments that where these products are being created, that you can kind of understand how that happens, but I'm not saying I excuse it because I don't. I think you know the, the, where the success of products like this come from is people like Addy, people who've gone off and did, done it themselves. Now, not everyone can do that, right? I'm, I'm certainly not going to go and build an app no. as much as I might have an idea for one. I'm not going to be able to do it. But, you know, the, the problem is that there just aren't enough of us around to do these things in the, in the work environment. You know, that's the problem. So I don't know how you, I don't know how you solve this. And I, honestly, it just feels like an ongoing cycle. Generally, I look at society and I think, okay, overall, there, yeah, there are problems. Of course, there are problems in lots of different areas and you can pinpoint, pick on anything and you'll find issues. But in the world of blindness and employment, the, need, the needle just never seems to move. No, I'm still having the same conversation today that I had when I started out at RNIB, God, what was 15, 6, probably longer than I know, 17 years ago. Yeah. First conversation I had was around employment. And, and that was at that point when I learned about the stats of Which like, haven't I think changed. It was on average, it seems to be in America and in Canada and the UK, the numbers always seem to be about the same. But 25% of those of working age who are blind are in employment. That's 75% of people who are blind of working age not in work. That's the kind of average yeah. figure around the world, or at least in the US, the UK, and Canada. Um, and it's just it's shocking. But that never seems to change. Yeah. Of all and the things that change. All the improvements we've seen happen in various areas when it comes to disability. That one doesn't seem to shift, no matter how much improvement we get in accessibility in tech, in people's attitude, in reaching out and letting people know what we can and can't do. It never seems to shift. That, that reaching employers really seems to be difficult. I, I hate the, the comparison game because it's not a fair comparison. It never is. But you have to look at the success of you know, women in the workplace, um, ethnicity. LGBTQ rights, everything, every single area has been progress, huge progress. Yeah. For disabled people, it's been very marginal progress. You know, we're still fighting to get access to, you know, an elevator or access to, you know, safe crossings or, you know, whatever it might be in your country, wherever you are, there seems to be sort of basic level I don't know. It just it seems like we're still very far behind. It's like there's been huge technological progress, but the technological progress is great. But it, that only takes us so far. You know, if yeah. I if I step off a bus and then I'm hit by a cycle, then because I've just walked onto a cycle lane, which is happening in the UK and I think it's happening in other places as well. Yes. You know, you come off, you get off a bus and suddenly there's a, a cycle on top of you. That's not great. You know, that's not making that's not helping us be independent. No, you know, and why are we having that? Why is that even happening? You know, it's like this is just ridiculous. I, I don't know. There's so much to this I could just get into. Anyway, wow. we are out of time. Um, 
Addy, thank you for coming on. Thank you for being so honest about everything. Really appreciate you uh, coming on and do stay safe. Uh, We are back tomorrow with lots more of your feedback, lots more conversation as well. Tomorrow, Pratik Patel is joining us to explain, thankfully, to us, because we don't have a clue, uh, (laughs) about all these big changes coming to uh, iOS 17.4 in the European Union. The old the EU uh, is having the uh, It is forcing big changes on Apple and uh, it's going to have a big impact on us as consumers and on developers as well maybe more so on developers Pratik Patel breaks it all down for us on tomorrow's show and like I say we'll be getting your feedback as well keep it coming feedback at doubletaponair.com 1-877-803-4567 all of our interviews are online as well at doubletaponair.com where you can also find our videos because we're TV stars well YouTube stars now well stars is a strong word (laughs) Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Red Sale, inviting you to download the latest episode of My Life in Books, where internationally acclaimed authors discuss their lives, their work, and three books that have resonated with them. That's My Life in Books, available wherever you get your AMI podcasts.